Hey everybody, Dave Hagen here. Today we're going to talk about some thoughts on how to invest. Not investment advice, but how to invest. That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, or the TFWP, as we like to call it here in the studio. Actually, we're not in the studio today. We're still doing this by Zoom. So today we're coming to you from Van Nuys, California, Lake Arrowhead, California, Venice, California, and San Diego, California. So who do we have here today joining us from Venice? Hey, it's Brian Reed. Hey, Brian. How's it going, Dave? I'm doing good. Keeping it real, right? Doing what we uh, have to do in these crazy times, but making forward progress. So yeah, stay out of trouble. Stay out of trouble. Keep walking one step at a time. Exactly. And from San Diego, our announcer, Nick Capel. Hey, Nick. Hey, Dave. How's it going? Good, good. You? Good. Just sipping on my coffee, uh, ready, ready to enjoy a great podcast. Yeah, I'm looking on the video here, and uh, I see the out of screen, the steam coming up off your coffee. So I was wondering <laughs> what was what was causing the steam from down there. It's, glad getting, to hear hot it's, your, it's getting hot in here. Yeah, glad to hear it's your coffee, my friend. Glad to hear. So, so I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, investing today, not what to invest in, because of course we would never do that. But some thoughts on how to invest and what brought this up, guys, was this story about this twenty-year-old kid. Just this last week, um, he he killed himself. He was on Robinhood, which is a an investment platform. And the platform came back and said he had a, a $730,000 loss. In fact, not a loss. Apparently, it was just with a minus sign in front of it and red. So he thought he owed somebody $730,000. So he made a little note about, gee, I didn't know I could invest on margin and get into such risky ventures on, on Robinhood. Left a little note and ran out and 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 jumped in front of a, a train or a bus or something. I mean, what a what a tragic, unfortunate um, story. And Robinhood changed their systems a little bit. Um, I mean, gee, they have 10 million customers and there was only an issue or a misread or something with, with one person, but they did change it so it was a little clearer. Um, a lot of new people who invest, invest on Robinhood. And so it's easy to um, misread some of those things, but, and even to change the software to save one life potential on a go forward basis is a good thing. But this is a, a relatively isolated incident, it seems to me, but I thought there's some really good things um, that we could um, learn from this, some takeaways that uh, we could have from this. So that's the reason I want to talk about uh, investing today. So um, some takeaways. Number one, don't, don't just read the headline. It turns out that this kid may or may not have had a $730 loss, or it's not that he owed somebody $730,000. There may have been some 
assets that he had purchased that would have offset this loss. Um, now, he still might have lost $730,000. He might have been wiped out. But it's not like he owed somebody $730,000. So don't just read the headlines when you see something. Read into it. Figure it out so that you get the true and accurate story on this stuff. Secondly, maybe a 20-year-old should not be trading on margin. So he was trading on some type of leverage basis, apparently, where he could gain large amounts of money or lose large amounts of money just in a matter of a couple of days. And maybe someone who's 20 shouldn't be engaging in this kind of risky trading. It's kind of like gambling seems to me. The longer you play with it and the higher the risk, sooner or later you're going you're gonna to take a loss. Now, we don't know what his experience was. Maybe this kid was a very experienced investor. But at 20, I don't know. I got to wonder about that. But maybe someone that young shouldn't be using Robinhood, and maybe people shouldn't be using Robinhood for that sophisticated type of trading anyway. I don't know. That's just uh, another takeaway, it seems to me. Um, another takeaway, nothing's worth jumping in front of a train or a bus. I mean, even if he owed someone $730,000, he could still file for bankruptcy and wipe out all that debt. I mean, He'll still wake up tomorrow morning and be alive and have people to talk to and have a, a, a family, you know? What do you think about that, Nick? You'd commented. Yeah, you know, I think it's just a very tragic situation. Um, it's very sad. Um, I also think that it's almost negligent that Robin Hood, because I believe um, the person that passed away invested a very small amount, 5000 10000 and the thought that someone could lose upwards of a million dollars off that $10,000 investment is mind-blowing. I think, uh, you know, without giving legal opinion, that, you know, uh, Robin Hood might be sort of negligent, you know, uh, allowing someone to go so far in debt. And, uh, you know, all in all, it's just, it's so tragic because this person could have reached out to a professional and, you know, he ultimately, you know, just decided to take his own life. I feel so bad for the family. I feel so bad for everyone affected. And it's just a very tragic situation. Yeah, no, it, 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 it really is. And I, and I know Robin Hood's already changed their, their interface. They've now got some, uh, some fences that people need to get over uh, or to get through in order to trade. Um, so I think that's all a, a good thing and, and hopefully lessons learned, but um, a, a tragic kind of thing. But you know, I got to tell you, um, I sat down with a guy, a businessman years ago, and he looked me in the eye and he says, my cash flow has gone negative and I know I'm going to go to zero. I know I'm going to lose it all. And this guy had a pretty nice package of assets. And he said, I'll probably end up filing bankruptcy almost for sure. But I got to tell you, I know how to make the money now. And I just need to make it slower and more conservatively and be patient. He says, they can't take away from me the knowledge that I have on how to make it. So you certainly would have been, or certainly would have want to have been able to talk to this fellow and say, you know, there's ways to handle it. There's people to talk to. And you apparently know a pretty fair amount. I mean, I don't, I don't think he was just a, a total neophyte doing it. 
um, you know how to make it and let's do it in a, in a more long-term, less risky way. Boy, you wish you could have stood behind him and put your hand on his shoulder and say, yeah, dude, you know, there, there's a way out. It's going to be okay, you know? So I don't know, just some takeaways on that. But I thought that this would be, um, you know, kind of a good segue into how to invest and and get our, our listeners thinking about those kinds of things. And, you know, maybe, maybe Robinhood is a good way to start. I don't know. I've never used it, frankly. But the most common question that I get from people who want to start a new financial path is, how do I start? How do I start saving that money? I don't want to put it in a bank and get 0.0025% on a, on a savings account or whatever it is currently. And more often than not, I, I tell people, look, just go into a bank or an investment house, go to a place like Schwab or Fidelity and open up an account and just buy a, a, a simple fund. Don't buy necessarily a particular stock issue. You don't have to pick stocks when you're just starting up. Just put some money in that account. That's the most important thing. Even if you put it in and just uh, invest it in uh, something that follows T-bills, well, at least you're going to get, well, used to be able to get, you know, 1.9% or whatever it was. At least you're going to get a little more. Um, and maybe you put it in a fund that's going to, you know, that's going to follow tech stocks or the, you know, the Dow Jones or something like that. Um, but the most important thing is, walk in, open up a fund, and just let it grow. Don't look at it too much. Check, check in on it periodically, but don't, don't look at it like, you know, day to day. Um, you know, Robinhood is an app. I mean, it's easy. Um, apparently, you can open it up just online through an app. I mean, again, I don't, I don't use it, so I'm not recommending it. I'm just saying, hmm, maybe it's something to check out. Um, and you know, when you sign up, you get some, uh, free stock, or at least, uh, last time I looked, uh, you get some free stock up to $500. So they give you some stock. That, that, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Either of you guys ever used, uh, uh, Robin Hood? Um, I haven't used it, David, but, uh, you know, it kind of does make sense just to even, you know, I'm not plugging them or anything, but if there's going to be a, you know, some free cash or something to start uh, investing with, then why not just open the account, <laughs> put a buck in, let them put in whatever they're going to kick in yeah, and let it grow. You pick your stock up to $500 in value. Now you got some money floating around in there, you know, and not even money that's just, you know, laying around or kicking around. I would suggest even we kick it up a notch, planned money. Man, money that's been planned as part of a, a monthly spending plan to have and do to put it in there. Yeah, um, Dave, I mean, um, <clears throat> you know, I have two portfolios. I have one in Robinhood and also one in TD Ameritrade. Um, do I tell. Out, I, I, <laughs> you know, I will. I'm I didn't know guy. that. Do tell. Um, you know, uh, you know, with Robinhood, they do offer a free stock uh, when you sign up. And they also mm -hmm. offer free stock whenever you refer someone. I've referred to about five people and then in free stock, I've made about 20 bucks out of five free stocks. So, nice. um, you know, I haven't hit the big one. I know Brian likes the lottery, but I, I haven't hit the big, uh, the big MasterCard, a <laughs> big Visa stock yet. Not as an <laughs> investment, as entertainment. <laughs> entertainment. 
for those of right. our listeners, if you're not if you're not uh, recognizing those comments, go back two episodes where Brian and Nick were going back and forth about whether the lottery is a business proposition or an entertainment proposition. They had very two different points of view. It was it was a good exchange. Check it out. That's about two weeks ago. But you know, uh, with Robinhood, it's so aesthetically pleasing. It's very user friendly. Whereas my TD Ameritrade account, it's more, shall I say, professional. They have a lot more analytics going on. There's a lot more news reports, but it's a little bit less user-friendly to where you, you see a stock going up and down. Um, whereas Robinhood, it's, it's just like you, you see this line, like a chart, just going up and down and very easy to purchase a stock. Um, for an initial investor, someone who's getting into it, I would say, you know what, try it out, try it out. Invest a hundred bucks, invest a couple hundred. And, uh, you know, after that, when you feel more comfortable, I would say move to a different platform. Yeah. Not on margin, not leveraged, just put no some margin. money in. No margin. Yeah. Can you pick funds on Robinhood? Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you can. can go to a, you know, an EFT or whatever. ETF. ETF. I mean, yeah. So you pick, I mean, they have those available too. QQQ and some of those kinds of, uh, SPY, if you, if you just invest in SPY, let it sit for a couple of years, it's, it's averaging a 7% return. If you put money in a bank account, you're getting 0. 0.025. Yeah. You gain nothing. Right. And for our listeners, we are not making any specific investment uh, calls or giving any specific investment advice that the thrust of what we're talking here about is put some money aside get something better than simple savings, pick a conservative investment. You can talk with people online. You can talk with your accountant or whoever you talk to for financial advice to, to get some choices, but you can pick some funds that have a wide range of stocks in them. So you don't feel like you have to go out and go, is Microsoft better than Google? Which, which stock should I buy? You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. All you got to do is pick a fund. And the most important thing is open it up and get some money in there. Check it out. So, you know, the, the other thing about these platforms, um, Nick, is the trades are free. And, and that's, that's and that's what's so good about these platforms. Um, you know, starting in October of 2019, many of these uh, platforms went trade free, which actually has increased the volume of stock trade. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, it's done some other things too. Do you know how they used to do it? I mean, back in the day, you'd, you'd go into a brokerage house and you'd, you'd execute a trade and they would send some kind of um, communication to the floor of the exchange and they would run your trade over to the pit. And then they would get you your stock and they'd come running back and it would be confirmed in, you know, half an hour or an hour, whatever it was. So you were actually having runners run to the pit at the exchange then they went to these electronic exchanges like NASDAQ. And now it's it's all pretty much electronic from what I can tell. Dave, that must have been in the 1900s. Come on. Stop. You're killing me. You're killing me. <laughs> it was not. It was not. I remember back when you'd have to run over to the brokerage house and hit their Quotron machine to get a, a quote on your stock. And then people that were really cool had like a little la uh, machine that fit on their belt, like a pager that would run their you know, their, their stock prices. 
now it, it's on your phone. I mean, it's, it's almost too accessible. You know? Instantaneous. I, I mean, I, I click a trade. Well, here's a little tip, but don't tell anyone. You know, I put a limit order. So I'm not buying it at that point. I'm, I'm buying it at a certain point where the stock hits. And I think that's a big difference because if you do a market order, which is what I believe you're explaining, is, mm-hmm. you know, you never know that, where that stock's going to be in a half hour, in 20 minutes, in right. two minutes. So you put a limit on it, maybe a little bit lower than what you're seeing it. So if it dips a tiny little bit, you catch that little that little dip. Exactly. Very cool. Very cool. And how do you think these companies are making money if they're not charging on the trades? Actually, I know. Very good. Um, I, I know one way at least. Yeah. Um, these companies don't purchase from uh, you know the NYSE direct. Mm-hmm. They have another company that purchases it for them. And what happens is that the third what's called the third party the third party then um gives a kickback to a trading platform such as Robinhood, and that's how they make money hmm. well, i know that Robinhood does not pay you interest on any cash in your account mm-hmm. so if you've got uninvested money they're not paying interest and i and i think they're putting that in their pocket as well which is all right so you don't pay for the trade and uh, uh, you know now you now you don't get the interest i remember when schwab came out with what was it like $19 trades, $29 trades. And there was all this buzz in the community. Like, Oh my God, that's so cheap. Blah, blah, blah. And now it's nothing. Now it's nothing. Well, let's not pump uh, Robinhood too much. Are there other places that uh, uh, provide free trades? You know what, Dave, I, I think there are. I, I believe that uh TD Ameritrade has uh, free trades and uh, you know, there's a bunch of others, you know, you know, Schwab, Vanguard, SoFi. I mean, I guess there's like a whole bunch of them. I mean, that's what I hear. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the point is, um, um, yeah, the important thing is pick one, put some money in there and get going. But here is the big caveat. People start to see good returns. Like last year, the market returned darn near 30% and people get itchy and they get aggressive. Maybe even some even get addicted like day trading or something like that. And because it's free and it's easy to jump and it leads to loss, it can lead to loss. It's not really what we advise. Um, I mean, some people obviously are going to trade more than uh, others. And um, some people aren't going to do their, their research. And of course you have to do your own research, but people look at something that's running up or they, they see something on TV. Oh, it went up this much and they, Oh, buy, let me switch and buy. Well, if you're chasing something like that and it's already gone up, you may not get something that you may not get a run up after that. So you got to do your research. You got to stick with your strategy. Um, You know, we advise buy something that's quality and hold free trades are not that much of an advantage if, if you're doing it the way we advise, which is buy quality and hold. I also think that when people can trade for free and people are trading, you know, day to day, day traders or momentum traders, even it causes the stock market to get wobbly. So the ups are higher and the lows are lower. You, you think that's the case, Brian? It's tough. I, it's, I, 
the highs are high and the lowers are lower, but we know we need to do this. We need to invest. We need to, you know, have our money working for us. It's just kind of like what Nick said earlier, start slow. Start small, start yeah. slow, but start deliberately and mm -hmm. regularly. And also, if I may interject, yeah, this whole thing that's going on with Hertz, Hertz has declared bankruptcy. People are still investing in Hertz. It is crazy. If there's one piece of advice, not legal advice, if there's one or financial advice, do not invest in a bankrupt company. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. That seems kind of obvious, but there were people that were probably going to buy, right? Thinking that something miraculous would come around the line. And they did. Yeah, it's a long-term investment. <laughs> Hertz, Hertz was at 40 cents. It went up to $6 wow. while it was bankrupt. Wow. And 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 that it, it's just been, you know, it, it's been uh, diminishing. Since That's then. when you buy and sell at $5.90. Wow. Wow. Well, you know how you can make money buying in a bankrupt company, you know, volume. That's a joke, guys. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a joke. Uh, Brian's, Brian's looking at me and going, He's definitely had too much coffee. <laughs> where, where is he going with this? <laughs> well, you know what? It's 2020. Nothing, you know, phases me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. So some, some things to think about in terms of, um, you know, investing. You know, I, I saw some good advice I, on the internet. I think it was CNBC. I think it was just the last uh, couple of days even. Um, CNBC, I think is where I was looking and they had three tips and I thought it was pretty good because I thought it was so simple. Three tips to investing. Number one, have a plan, commit to a regular savings, you know, take a percentage off the top, not what's left over 10%, 15%, but do it regularly, do it automatically so that it's not an option. It's something that's coming out of your monthly spend plan. Um, number two, Make sure that um, your money in the account is allocated well, that it's not all a tech stock or it's not all a, um, you know, some kind of um, um, other food stock or that you're in one industry. If you're buying individual um, issues, spread them out so that you're in several different industries. Some industries get hit bad from time to time. And if you're just in one industry, you could get wiped out. Where if you're spread out, chances are you're not going to be hurt if things go bad or you're not going to be hurt so much. And number three, make sure you're saving your money in the right account. You know, are you going to have a regular securities account like a Robinhood or one of these others? Or are you going to be putting your money in an IRA? Or are you going to be putting your money in a, a Roth IRA? You know, the type of account that you use will be depend upon your overall plan, how this fits into your overall financial picture. But the important thing the so important thing is just to start, just to put some money in there. You know, it might be a hundred bucks, it might be 50 bucks, it might be some small amount, but you'll turn around in a year and you go, wow, it's it's a thousand, it's, it's 1500. And then when it starts to grow a little bit, it's kind of exhilarating. I mean, Nick, I've heard you talk about when something goes up, it's like, Incredible. It's like a it's like a cat watching a mouse scurry around on a floor. It's exciting. It's like I'm in Vegas. I'm at the craps table rolling for an hour, making everyone money. There's just nothing like it. What's it like when you lose, though? 
Dave, let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So to sum this up a little bit, you know, first and foremost, have a plan. Be regular about it. Be serious about it. The most important thing is just to start. Um, number two, make sure that the money that you put in there is is properly um, allocated. So you've got a, a wide array of things that you're investing in or, or a EFT fund. Maybe that's a good way to go. ETF, Dave. Did ETF. I say, did I say EFT again? You did. Oh, my God. Thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you. Uh, make sure that you've got the proper account and, and obviously consider a, you know, a no-fee account. Now, when it grows to a little more, now maybe you want to get with a financial advisor. Now maybe you want to sit down with your accountant. Maybe you want to do something a little bit different there. But um, um, those are the important things. Start, be consistent, be conservative, and enjoy watching the run-up. Sounds pretty cool to me. You know, I, I think that's a wrap. I think we've used our time and uh, we'll save those emails once again. Hey, thank you to Brian. Thanks, Dave. Good to be here. Always a pleasure. And Nick from San Diego. As always, Dave, it's a pleasure. This is Dave Hagan, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.